Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And we have a special guest. Yeah, that's right. We totally have a guest. <laughs> a, a special guest. Uh, you can hear him sort of like briefly making noises in the background, but he's been professional waiting until I actually say his name. Yeah, he's very obedient. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, you may listen to the excellent podcast, Walking the Room, that we bang on about all the time on this podcast. We have the one true star of Walking the Room uh, <laughs> <laughs> with us today, uh, Dave Anthony. Oh, Dave, welcome. You. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Welcome to TOEFL. It's nice to be here. I can't, yeah. believe, I can't believe this is happening. What, what about it? What, what came Well, it's life? crazy that you got, I don't know how you guys heard us, but it's crazy that you guys are in Australia. Not now. But we're in Australia, and that we found each other through Twitter, and then we started listening to each other, and now we're now doing we're it. It's so just weird. I know how. I remember how we heard you guys. It's because someone, one of our listeners, was a fan of your show and tweeted oh. to say, "Hey, these guys. Do you know that these guys have been talking about your show?" Yeah. And so we listened to it, and it's like, ah, all right. Well, we're going to make contact with those guys. <laughs> and essentially, this is how underground militias start. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you hate Obama too? Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's, he's a Muslim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah. a Muslim. Yeah, yeah. Do you? I've noticed that on Twitter, and you can follow Dave uh, at Dave Anthony on Twitter, and uh, it is well worth it, uh, unless you happen to be a conservative right wing person. Were <laughs> uh, you watching today? You've been getting uh, <laughs> quite a lot of. Uh, well, run us through what's been happening. Yeah. Well, what happened today was uh, my wife didn't tell me that she had uh, to go to work, and so I got stuck taking care of the kid in the middle of the day. So then I was mad. So then some guy on Twitter, <laughs> some right wing guy on Twitter, said something about one of my tweets, and I just fully launched into him and just attacked him. And and you don't care either, do you? It's like I don't give a shit. He was at one point. He was like. Uh, you're a coward. You wouldn't say this to my face. And number one, anybody who knows me knows yeah. that I would say it yeah. to their face. <laughs> but secondly, it's like, no, I, okay, that like that's going to stop me from calling you a fucking idiot. Like, that doesn't work. Sometimes yeah. I, I do really actually, when somebody says something like that, go, oh, well, where are you? <laughs> I'm yeah. happy to come around and say Yeah, let's, you, but... let's talk face to face. Yeah, they, they always say that because I think as comedians, we're more used to saying stuff to people's faces. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't. I'm not intimidated by that, no matter how big the person is. I mean, generally, hmm. but I'll say stuff to people's faces. Yeah. Do you do you have a moment where you um, think that you've ever gone too far to somebody's face? I, I once told an old lady that she was jealous of my girlfriend because she was about to die. <laughs> um, and that was the day that I felt like <coughs> perhaps I had gone a little bit too far. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I pretty much did the same thing to an old guy in the bus who was telling me off for talking on my mobile phone. It was an empty bus. This guy came and sat down next to me. I was talking to my girlfriend. And he was making the sounds of like, oh, God, like how rude. And it was like, mate, you came and sat next to me. Mm. And yeah. how is me talking on the phone any different talk to talking to someone who's sitting right next to me? Yeah, as long as you're not screaming into the phone like a maniac. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I made some point about him being scared of technology and probably dying soon, which, you know. <laughs> Is there any chance that had been some sort of like, you know, he'd met some guy online and he told him that he was meeting him on a bus and he'd be the only guy sitting on the bus and he thought you were like... He wasn't like, trying to suck my dick. Like, was, it, was it a bait bus? Was it bait bus? Were you on bait bus? <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't bait bus. <laughs> I'm sorry? Do you not know bait bus? No. I've, oh, come on. Oh, come Do you on. not look at pornography? You not, have you not spent any time on the internet? Oh, do you, do you know? Well, what aren't there all? There's all kinds of cars and buses where people pick each other yeah, up yeah. and they have like they pull yeah. up and they go, "Oh, hello, are you interested in intercourse?" And the woman goes, "Oh, I'm surprised. Yes, I am." And yeah. then they get on and they have sex. Yes, yeah. but yeah, bait bus has a twist. Ingenious twist. Well, yeah. bait bus sounds like it's for little boys. Okay, well, you. you uh. <laughs> 
Uh, the boys part is correct. What happens with bait boss is that they pick up a uh, man. Straight man. Straight man. And uh, in the back of the bait bus happens to be a woman. Oh, uh, who sexy is woman. A sexy woman. Uh-huh. Uh, but her big turn on is that she likes the guy to get blindfolded oh, no. before she sucks their dick. Yeah, you don't, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't do that on a bus. No. <laughs> Not with cameras rolling anyway. No. no. So then. Oh, wait, uh, cameras, other dudes. Yeah. And so then the blindfold goes on. Yeah. <coughs> a guy comes in and starts sucking yeah. the dick. And then the blindfold comes off. Just and that's the big climax. reveal. And, yeah. then, and then does the, the guy bus. punch him or what happens? Well, it's hard to tell <laughs> if it's set up or not. Like some of them. It's cool. Set up. No, I reckon some of them, some of the reactions have been like because you can see trailers of it and they'll have like a montage uh-huh. and some of the reactions the guys seem genuinely kind of shocked and I can yeah, only but- assume within the shock they sign the release form <laughs> to say it's okay for you guys to distribute this <laughs> because they're so shell shocked. Maybe they also get them to sign the release form while they're blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the only way. Nothing makes me sign a contract yeah. quite like getting a blowjob. Well, you never know what you're getting with a guy so it's got to be set up because you don't know if the guy is a crazy homophobe or I mean I'd probably be upset but I'd also probably be like oh it wasn't a bad blowjob yeah <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I mean that wasn't horrible I mean like I was standing on the street before right. I've got a ride and a blowjob yeah. I mean I didn't want to get a blowjob from a guy but at the same time I didn't know and it's a blowjob. See, that would I be feel the- it might be a mistake to <laughs> sign this release. That would be the reaction that the producers of Bait Bus wouldn't want. Like, no, you're right. kind of just shrugging your shoulders and being like, oh, okay. I mean, Hey, you got me. <laughs> they don't want that. What they want is the angry, like, start swinging. Like, the, the bigger they reaction. They do want that. Yeah, they want that. I mean, that's part of the entertainment is like, ha-ha, you idiot. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, they do that to the girls in the normal bang bus ones. It's yeah. like, you know, they humiliate the girls and kick them off the bus and all this kind of stupid shit. So yeah. I think it's kind of like reclaiming you know that kind of attitude and except now it's like gay men and women doing it to straight men <laughs> i must admit that i have only ever truly seen, an unholy allegiance i've only ever seen the two and a half minute version of the bait bus that they obviously compile out yeah. of the 45 minutes i've only seen the bit that's Same. for free yeah there well, may it be seems like you, it seems like you've done a little bit more studying of bait bus <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, quite, well, I'm quite into the whole bus phenomenon. Well, yeah, but you're also an actor, so you like to keep up with what's current and fresh in, yeah, in well, the business. I, I'm in LA and I'm not working, so chances are I'll be, <laughs> I'll be on the bait bus very soon. So, Charlie, do you get any work when you're in the states? Well, are you familiar with bait bus? <laughs> hey, I had uh, when I was uh, a teenager. I had uh, so I was. I had to, if I went into San Francisco, I lived outside San Francisco in the suburbs. So if I went into the city, I had to ride a bus. Hmm. And, uh, and I had my own little bait bus experience. Uh, I, I was riding in one time, and, <laughs> and there's a long stretch where there's no stop. And, and it was a packed bus. And the guy next to me is reading a paper. And then he just slowly slides it down, and his cock's out. Oh, and I was, like, I was like 15 or something. So <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't like I was a kid, but at the same time, I was clearly intimidated. And... I just like freaked out. I just sat there. And I think he tried to pull my hand over, if I recall correctly, or there was like a thing. Was, was and the, then I think I, I said, get the fuck off. Was me. the cock erect? No, it wasn't erect. Right. 
So, so he maybe was expecting I'm... you to do that work as well. <laughs> <laughs> lazy perverts in San Francisco. Yeah, well, he was I'm just like... I'm for you to put my hand on your cock, but at least warm yourself <laughs> yeah. up first. Can't do everything, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, so hang warm. on, were you the only one on the bus? No, it was packed. Yeah. And it was just for you. It was yeah, just the, a little the way he you. slid the paper, like no one else could really see it. You Ooh, know, it, right. only if someone was looking over from the other side, but no one else would be able to see it. The seats were very high. Have you ever had a cock flashed at you? Um, I saw a naked guy jogging in Melbourne once, um, like in the morning. It was like about, I'd say, and it was like in the city too. It was just near uh, the, where the casino is, out right. the back of, uh, down down yeah, at yeah, sort right. of South Bank area. Yeah. And we were driving to go to the airport on a Sunday morning <laughs> and there was a guy jogging <laughs> through the city, completely naked, but he had running shoes on. That's ice. So he wasn't fleeing. Like he right. wasn't a guy who's like, well, he was really hot. No, that, that that to me, that's someone who's taken crystal meth all night. That's like the, and then that's just the going, behavior of that's someone. That's been a bit like, unhealthy. I should go for <laughs> yeah, a job. <laughs> I did see an old man walking down Carlisle Street in Melbourne as well, and he was wearing a hat, a jumper, a shirt, shoes and socks, and no pants, no underpants. Like How he, old was he? Really old. Like, I think he had so he didn't dementia. Know. Yeah. He didn't know he didn't well, have pants Yeah, on. And but, that's the way to go without but pants. But his dementia, his dementia was enough to say, well, make sure you wear the hat and the jumper yeah. and, and the shoes and socks. But, yeah. forget about but maybe pants. he just had, he didn't have a full-length mirror. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. at home, he was like, I look great. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and he just went outside. Well, maybe he didn't have dementia. He's just like, I like to walk around with my cock out. Everyone's going to think I have dementia. Oh no, I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh my like, god. Once you once you're old, that is like yeah. I mean you do have the freedom to Yeah, you can do all kinds of crazy. I can't yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah. I mean it, I, what's the first thing that I'm gonna do? Yeah. I think what become Charlie racist. just described, I think <laughs> yeah, become racist. <laughs> become a horrible old racist. Uh, no, actually, there's a the guy across the street from me is uh, an old guy just sits in his chair and you know you wave at him and I don't really talk to him but I'm always like Does hey he how really? you doing well that's a classic he sits in his chair all day long and he's like hey and he waves and and the other day I was talking to my neighbors and they were like D- don't wave to him he's a horrible old racist if you get near him he's like rocking Mexican and it's like <laughs> like if you get close to him he's horrible but from a distance you're like hey uh, seems friendly yeah yeah uh, so you might catch some racism if you spend too much time or yeah you don't want to go to the old racist well talk through where you mentioned San Francisco yeah. is that, so did you grow up your whole life in San Francisco your youth I, yeah I grew up uh, I grew up in the same area my whole life right up it's like a it's 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 a very wealthy place but we weren't wealthy it was one of those deals. Awesome. so we were like people <laughs> yeah. like literally my friends yeah. would be driving uh, to school in Porsches and I'd be riding a bike like right. squeak 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 you know it was really bad uh, but yeah so I grew up my whole life outside of San Francisco in the suburbs and and so w- w- when did you leave there? How long were you in San Francisco? I lived, uh, so I, I started doing comedy in San Francisco and I moved into the city. And was that like a big scene when you started there? It was huge. It was the place. It was like, I mean, it, 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 the weird thing, it was always known for its creativity. Like great comics always came out of San Francisco. Uh, and then And then it started, to, the scene started to get smaller and smaller. The clubs started closing. So when I came in, it was like, it was known as the end of the boom, sort right. of, the comedy boom. Always the best time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to get in on this. Things were great. <laughs> yesterday. Was that just before the GCC, the Great Comedy Crisis? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there, I, there would have to be somebody like that who came in to, like, who got a job at Lehman Brothers or whatever yeah. the week 
You know what I mean? Like there was because people are getting jobs at those things all the time. There's got to be someone who just went. I've, I've finally landed a job at the fucking stock market, and, and everything's going to be great. And yeah. then next week, just the halls are on fire and people are running around <laughs> screaming. Yeah, well, that's what it was like. Because I, when, I mean, right when I came in, the, one of the oldest, best clubs called the other cafe closed, and there were still the other the other clubs were still around, but it was like you know an ominous warning sign. And then they all started to slowly fall away one by one. But it was it was a scene that. It, it it forced you to become unique. There was no like comics trying to be like other, just comics trying to be very different. Right. Who were the guys who were like kind of the kings of the scene uh, at the time? Patton Oswald, uh Mark Maron was there, uh Blaine no, Brian Posehn was there, Blaine Patch, uh Margaret Cho. Um who were the big guys? Jake Johansson was a big guy that was there, Dana Gould was there. Um and then, and then there were a lot of guys, I'm sure you have in Australia, that were good but stayed there yeah. and never left. And so no one knows who they are, but they were really unique and awesome. Yeah. And so where did your love of it come from? Like, did you explore anything else? Were you going to do another job or was it always going to be comedy? Ever since I was five, comedy. Yeah. Nothing else. I went to college and the whole time I was there, I was like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm going to go to... What were you studying? studying? I studied, uh, oh, what What didn't I study? I studied, uh, okay, so I went to school for, se- the hilarious thing is I want to be something else, but I went to school for seven years. Yeah. I was like, people were like, how do you, people would come to me and go, how, how do you manage to stay in longer? And I'd be like, change your major at the last minute. <laughs> uh, so I was just kind of doing stand-up in between, but um, yeah, I was, uh, first I was uh, political science, and then I was oceanography. And then I was... Uh, yeah, okay, how do you go from political science to oceanography? Yeah, like, yeah I don't know. Is that like, <laughs> I was like, hey, this is cool. Yeah. I've ever taken an oceanography class. I was like, I like this better. I'm yeah. just going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was... Um, I was something in between, but then I was geology. And then I was physical geography. Well, that was it. No, so my what, that's a, what is physical geography? It's basically environmental science, but right. without the science. Uh, <laughs> right, so you're just walking around going, that's a hill, that's a mountain, uh, that's a kite. <laughs> you no, you can go, I know, uh, so I know what the topography is of like all over the world. Like, so you went okay. from the ocean to land. I did. So you started off as Aquaman well, and the, then you were like. Exactly. No. Well, the ocean is more complicated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Which just means and you, harder. <laughs> and you had some experience on the earth. <laughs> I knew all I the earth. earth. Yeah, that's I right. I've seen dirt. Mountains. <laughs> and, and geology, which is probably my favorite thing, was just way too hard. And then I found out that at the end, the school I was going to, at the, to get your degree, you had to go out to an island and live on it for six weeks and map the island. And I was like, yeah, I don't want it. No. I don't. And, and like, you're intense for the whole time. You're not taking showers. You're not... It's six weeks of hell. And I was like, yeah, that's not worth it. For a second there, I thought you were going to say you had to go to the island and masturbate (laughs) (laughs) for six weeks. It's like, what kind of university is this? You're bringing a lot of your own issues into (laughs) my... Hey, you dropped the math. (laughs) I just like the idea that like a degree that sounded as like kind of plain and sensible... 
uh, as geology ended up with a reality show for the last six weeks. And hilariously, like my friends that did it were like, oh man, I had a three way. Like it turned out to be this <laughs> what? crazy. Yeah. Like they all, a bunch like it just turned into this crazy drinking yeah. sex. Well, you're on an island for six yeah. weeks. And the, and the women yeah, were, those women geologists were hot. That's really? Cr- yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Wow. Like uh just genuinely hot or were they bookish hot? Like take off your glasses. No, they weren't bookish hot. They were like California hot. Yeah. Girl. Like yeah. outdoorsy little Yeah, shorts. outdoorsy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So right? I, I look forward to playing so you did girls it of geology. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love that you I I did a good degree, did all the study, did the exams, missed the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my friend came back and he's like, you wouldn't believe what happened. I was like, oh my God. I was too busy signing up for the last day of the comedy boom. Exactly. I was like, well, I was on 19th at an open mic, so that's kind of (laughs) the same, right? And uh, that that experience, that open mic experience, is that, I mean, we kind of have an understanding of what it's like in Australia, but to me, having been over here doing open mic rooms and that sort of thing, it seems like a fairly universal experience is it yeah a- yeah here you all everyone starts in open mics it's and, just open and mics. you it was different in san francisco because there was a club called the holy city zoo which was where everyone came through it's like robin williams and everyone started it when and dana carvey and like yeah. you know all the san francisco comedians and they had this sort of system set up where you would go to the open mics you would sign up and it was always the same person running it the the woman who ran it and and if you were good you would move your way up to the four five six spot yeah and and so there would be people like you would know if you were never going to go anywhere in the city because you would never be moving up and those people would just go away you know and then and then you would you'd get your prime spot and then then you'd move on to the weekend and you'd actually get paid work so it was like a system setup whereas now the open mics are like hey if you bring five people I'll put you on the yeah. show and so it's not it's not the same sort of proving ground that makes sense. Yeah, I, it, th- there is those little differences over here that I found really interesting, which is one that tradition that we don't have in Australia at all, which is the you can get on if you bring people to the. It's gig. horrible. It's a lot. A lot of it's LA and New York. I don't know if it happens in other cities as much, but it's bad. Wow, I, I really thought of that. Said you've got to bring five people, and I was like. Even at home, I don't think I have five friends. That I <laughs> no. can come. And also, like, if you are starting out, like, hey, do you want to come yeah. see me suck? Like, yeah. I'm really bad right now. That do you want to come great. and see me suck again next month? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doing exactly the same material? Yeah. Could you please... Fo- how did that? I mean, they don't care what five people. Like, you could go. You know, how all those Mexican guys hang out looking for work. You could you get could day laborers. Five of those guys. Yeah, twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah, you could do that if you wanted. But it'd be expensive. Papering, papering your audience with Mexicans. <laughs> Half the, you have to do half your act in Spanish, though. Yeah, right. uh, hola. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I did a show once in New York for, uh, there were 30 Swedish people who didn't speak English. At all? At all. What? Like, there wasn't like a famous Swedish comedian no, on the bill it, it or something a, like that? It was the comedy seller in New York, and, and they would just try to get people in, like a barker on the street. And however, this guy got a bunch of Swedes to come in and they were just sitting there like drink- to them. They were just drinking and watching something. So they weren't watching really a guy talking in language. <laughs> yeah. they didn't understand. They, none of them understood what I was saying. It was hilarious. They, 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 that was their revenge that the Americans have been laughing at the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Yeah, that's right. Like they're just like, we're just going to go and listen to them. I did do a Swedish chef impression. I think I talked about Swedish fish, which are like a gummy fish candy. Really? It's like a gummy bear shaped like a fish, fish. Uh, is fish. that a is that a swedish treat or is that something I, here that's just branded swedish i bet it's something here that's branded swedish but i used to eat them as a kid yeah swedish. much like the outback steakhouse 
Yeah. Oh, that's, pure, <laughs> that's pure Australia. <laughs> I go in there and I'm like, I am. this is what it's like to be in Australia. <laughs> you pick up a didgeridoo and start playing. The <laughs> <laughs> food comes out on a boomerang-shaped plate. You can just throw it straight back to the kitchen when you're done. I've been, been, been to the Australian Outback, whatever the fuck it's To called. the Outback Steakhouse. I, I haven't been there. Yeah, I have a real thing when I go overseas where um, I always end up going to the... Like when I, you go to the UK, they've got like the walkabout pubs and all these, and they are just... Because I think it's much like what Irish people must do when they come to Australia and go to an Irish bar. Yeah. And like instead of like it looking like a bar in Ireland, yeah. we've just taken, you know, it's all, you know... I don't know. Random kind of Australian. Leprechauns and, you know, pots of gold. And, yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, like fiddles and just potatoes well, everywhere yeah. randomly. From the, yeah. the, the few Australian bars I've been to in the States, it seems all you need to have to qualify as an Australian bar is a couple of football jumpers. Like, that's yeah. all you really need is like... A what? A couple of football, football jumpers. jumpers. Like, you jumpers? Know, jerseys. Jerseys. Uh, oh, Okay. What, yeah, what do we kits. call them? Here? Kits. 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 A couple well, of. Ca- I, the, when I think of football, I think of kits because I watch English football. But right. here you call them. Uh, you call them just like a uniform. Uniform. Yeah, uniform. Soccer. Yeah, soccer uniform. We yeah. call them jumpers. But you guys call football soccer. Didn't we talk about this on? Uh, yeah. You, okay. You, well, you, it's you guys a, did. It did my braining when I listened to the podcast. <laughs> it's a long and complicated like, oh, process. <laughs> We have a lot of football guys. God, I mean, it's like you guys should offer a course in that. We shit. only really have two. The two dominant ones. We only have two. Like the other ones are smaller. Are oh, you, I, you I th- no, I, th- I think that's unfair because I mean, AFL is the most popular game in the country. Rugby league is the, the second, second most, most popular. popular. Rugby union is a very big international sport, and like the All Maybe Blacks not. and the Wallabies. That's big. and then there, there's football, soccer. That's the fourth but, tier. But I mean, you wouldn't say that soccer in Australia is like like the, the dominant. Football code. It'll be either Aussie rules or rugby. Yeah, you know, soccer yeah. would be like third. It's the highest participation sport, though, in Australia. Soccer. It's the same thing as here. Yeah. Soccer is the number one parents sport don't for want kids. Their kids getting injured. Yeah, you've got kids, don't you? Yeah, I have one kid. Yeah, well, uh, boy, girl, boy, boy. Yeah. Will he play sport? Will he play he's, sport? He'll play sport. He's very. I mean, already at twenty-one months, you're like, oh, he's super athletic. He's is like, there a particular sport at that twenty-one you as a months? Is super athletic? It's crazy. People will watch him and go, "That's ridiculous." What's he doing? He 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 started walking and running at ten months. He's really active. oh, that must be great. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah. awesome! You're like, Yay! This is great. And now he's organizing dog fights. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like he's uh... he's got the number one cockfighting hen in uh, yeah. in the states. Yeah. Uh, hen. I just put a I just put a female uh, a female. Uh, Chicken into the situation. That's not good. But well, he's not great with differentiating dogs and chickens at the moment. <laughs> and, male little, and male and female. He's little. He'll work it out. But uh, if you could play one sport at you as the dad, what would you cricket. like? Cricket. Yeah, I look at cricket and I go, what the hell are you people doing? Um, it would be soccer. Or uh, soccer, baseball, pretty much a toss-up. What, what did you play when you were a kid? I played baseball, soccer, and basketball. Okay. Yeah. And I was good. I was an athlete, so I, you know, I just was... But then I found pot. Mm. <laughs> and all, all, all running stopped. <laughs> Unless someone in front of you had pot. Exactly. Yeah. And then let's go. It was fun. Yeah. Hey, I want to. Uh, I want to issue my condolences for the ashes. I know that was. Wow! Look at that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, nice. That was good. That's I like really that. You've done yeah. some research. I yeah, like that. Nice. It's, to be honest, I don't give a shit. I'm not. No. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm long over cricket. We, Australia was very dominant for a very long time. I got very bored, and I've lost all passion. Yeah, you guys for don't have any. Um, Sliders? 
Uh, You're missing uh, some good spinners. Spinners. <laughs> wow, that was so close. That was so almost there. But I actually started thinking maybe sliders. That is it. Maybe that is a cricket term. No, you guys don't. You guys didn't. Well, that, that's what's wrong. You guys yeah. don't even know that sliders yeah. is a big. We're gonna get now. some sliders. Here's yeah. how I know that because I I watch uh, Fox Soccer Channel and then the BBC News comes on right. and sometimes I just leave it on in the background and so one of the ashes is going on. Yeah, national tragedy. Well, we we used to have a very dominant spinner, probably the best spinner who's ever played the game, a guy called Shane Warne, who is now uh, banging Liz Hurley. Do you remember Liz Hurley? Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. It's a big, it's a big story in our country at the moment because she just came and visited him, and uh, they are now like a glamour couple. Well, this is Is the thing. If you see this guy, like when you think of Liz Hurley, you do think classy British chick. And this guy is not like he's equivalent of white trash in yeah. Australia. Like you know, tips his hair, drives a red Ferrari. Yeah, like everything that is. He's like of, sounds like Kenny Powers a little bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even when he was a professional athlete, like he wouldn't stick to the like the diet that the nutritionist would design. He'd be eating like hamburgers and. <laughs> Like he was, he was and... famous. He went on a tour of India, and because he doesn't like uh, spicy food... Oh, good call. Uh, he imported boxes filled with baked beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cases of baked beans to take on tour. He was once at a cricket function where they're having a beautiful meal... And uh, a pizza delivery guy uh, arrived oh. and he had ordered a pizza. I think now, you wouldn't know this, but he's actually now the face of McDonald's too. He's endorsing chicken nuggets. like that's No, his... he's got his own burger. The... Oh, does he really? Yeah, they, they named a burger after him at McDonald's. Guess what it's called? Not the Warn Burger, the Legend Burger. Oh, boy. That's how, yeah. Wait, so is he, because he did stuff like that, did that endear him to people more? Were they like, that's great, he's the guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's done a lot of shit over the years that would normally get most other athletes kind of like, yeah. you know. But he has incredible charm. You know who he is? Yeah. He's Bill Clinton. They gave him his own. Oh, is he? He's okay. Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. one of those guys who you constantly look at and go, you were a great president who brought all these things yeah. and you're amazingly mm. skilled. And you like sticking cigars in people's vaginas. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's all part of that amazing yeah. mixed up muddle. He, he was even given his own talk show. Yeah. Like in the last six months, he was given a talk show. Yeah, where TV would, talk show. Where he would interview wow. like celebrities. I mean, the guy is not smart. And like here he was interviewing. He'd obviously have. So it's like watching research. Jay Leno interview yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, well, can you do that? Can you say that you're not just, doesn't that I'm never going to do the Tonight machine? Show with Jay Leno. I could give a fuck if right. he. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a big fan of doing stand up on television in general because uh, my act would have to change so much and they asked me to change my act so much so I don't really pursue it anymore. But I would never do the Tonight Show. So, anyway. what would they tell you to change, like generally speaking? Obviously, swearing. You know, and I think the last thing I did was uh, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel show. And, and they just, it's just, I, I, it's not so much like I swear, but I, I skate the edge with, with just the words I use. And mm. so. I, I can't really explain it because, but it's just like I use words like I remember I, I had said panties and like you can't say panties, you got to say underwear. It's really? just stuff like that where you're yeah. like, what does that really matter that much? Because yeah. it's still the same image, but and it ruins the joke. Yeah, yeah. because under because panties is much funnier than underwear. The panties is much yeah. funnier than underwear, and yeah. and so and so they would always do stuff like that, and I'd be like, well, now you're just completely eviscerating the joke, but you think it's the same because you think well, panties and underwear that's the same, and you're like, it's not the same. Yeah. So it's always stuff like that. It always makes me wonder when you see like Eminem performing at the Grammys or, or something like that, and he's doing one of his songs that is just littered with expletives. Yeah. And it's like, 
why ask him to get up there and do it when he's like pausing or like trying to find uh-huh. replacement words every like It really lines. does make it sound like, uh, I know at the Grammys because they dropped out the sound every time somebody swore. I and I was doing. just going, is, is this TV broken? <laughs> like, are we listening? Is this literally down uh, like a, a US cell phone feed? Yeah, because right. it is yeah. dropping in and out. It's... Hey, Eminem, move to a different place. <laughs> Open a window. We can't hear anything you're saying. I didn't realise they were doing that. I thought they were just expected to change the lyrics. Well, they do. I mean, CeeLo Green sang, like, he sings Forget You. Yeah, yeah. Instead I, of can't, I you. can't. I haven't heard that version of it yet because I love the Fuck You. It's yeah. fantastic. I can't imagine. And there's another version which is just F You, too. There's Forget You, F You, and Fuck You. F You's better. Yeah. But Forget You is just ridiculous. Do you remember, like, in the 80s when they would redub, like, you know, action movies and stuff? They're, they're still on sometimes. It still yeah, happens. so awesome. It makes I, me I, laugh. I used to remember watching Beverly Hills Cop, and there would be, because, you know, obviously Eddie Murphy's yeah. the whole way, and there was one that was like, um, you know, he was calling someone a fucking bitch, and it was like, uh, get out of here, you filthy witch. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't, uh, yeah, it's doesn't not have the same, same like weight to it when you call someone a filthy witch. I did, uh, I did. Um, oh god, what's his name? Uh, Ferguson show, right. and uh, and the woman. I did my set, all fine, and the woman from Standards and Practices, which is what they call the people oversee yep. it here, came down and said that was the dirtiest set we've ever had on CBS. And I was like, that, it's not even remotely, but I guess it's just the language I use because mm. I'm not being overtly sexual or anything, but I don't know what, so. You guys uh, have more restrictions on your. He, he does. I, I, they asked me to come back, but they were like super clean. And I'm like, well, uh, I can't even approach. I won't even try. But even, but even, it, even generally American yeah. TV, like back home, you seem to get a lot away with a lot more stuff. Well, back home, you can, back home like you can that. say fuck after nine o'clock and you can say cunt after 9.30 on free to air. What? Wait, 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 wait. Why am I here? <laughs> That's right. You, you can your say cunt yeah, after, 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 after 9.30. After 9.30. After so 9:30. there's a half hour window where you can say fuck but not cunt? Yeah, the, the, I think so. I think that's right. The 9.30 news is what called is the cunting news. Yeah. What? <laughs> No, no, but you can. I, I know they showed the. There was a bit of controversy when they showed there was an episode of Sex in the City because that played on uh, free to air TV. Yeah. Um, at home where they said cunt. Yeah. And it had to be on after nine thirty so that you know it could go to air. But you'd see it occasionally in like a in a gritty show or in a movie or whatever. They'll just yeah. leave it in after nine thirty. But our laws on what you could say about somebody. Like our oh, libel yeah. laws, our free speech, that Much sort of worse. thing. Like here, I see people on television all the yep. time just saying somebody's on drugs or yep. somebody fucked someone or someone. Back home, like... There's a lawsuits word, all over the place, right? What the word say? allegedly is used a lot more a in lot Australia more. than yeah. it is here. Because I, I, like I said, I, I follow English football, so I, I'm always, they're always suing people and people are getting sued because they said something. I'm like, really? They're just getting sued because they said that? Like. Yeah. I can't imagine living in that kind of... Like, I would get sued every five minutes. Unless you're a Scientologist. You can't say anything about, like, Tom Cruise. He's very litigious, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah, anybody anybody involved, any actor related to Scientology, it's very litigious. Yeah. They'll come after you. That's yeah. interesting to us here because, like, I mean, Australia's not a religious country in general, but yeah. being in Hollywood, the, the this kind of, like, Scientology thing looms large yeah. in yeah. the city, It's right? like the secret society don't talk. Like, <laughs> first time I came to LA about three years ago, I was out with this girl who's an LA native, 
and she took me to some bar and I was asking just general questions about Scientology. Like, you know, well, what is it? Do you know anything? And she was like, Looking it was around. like, it was like the SS were in the room and any minute now she was going to get hauled off. She's like, don't, yeah. don't anger a Scientologist. It's like, really? Like, no, is don't. This, is this perceived threat or is this real? No, it's real. It's, it, 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 it's the, okay. I, I know a couple <laughs> stories. One, one story I was working in Sacramento years ago, stand up. I was the feature act. The host went up, did his set, did a Scientology joke, gets off stage and a guy walks up to him and goes, what was your name again? And he goes, uh, Charles, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, okay. And he takes it out and writes it down. Put it in his pocket and goes, I'm a Scientologist. And walks away. Now, that wasn't just for intimidation tactics. He literally will send that name to Scientology and they keep a list. And I know they keep a list because I know Ahmet Zappa is a guy I know. He's on that list. And a friend of his was dating Giovanni Ribisi's sister. See yeah. how crazy this gets? Yeah. And when they found out that he was Amit's friend, like the family like had a big sit down and like grilled him because you've got to cut loose, don't you? This whole thing is Scientology. You've got to separate from people who yeah. are undermining you. So yeah, undermining yeah. you. So yeah. there's a list of people they believe are undermining them, and and those people are like targets, and they can't be around. So if you're associated with that person, you are immediately suspicious. Yeah, wow. Right. The yeah. Scientology shit list. Yeah. That's what it, it really is. is. Scientology have essentially uh, ripped that off Santa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are making a list. They are checking it twice. They know who's naughty That's, or not. Like, and okay. by the way, I don't want that to be, if any, there are any Scientologists listening. <laughs> that is very... not a negative co- comment. I've just made uh-huh, an observation. Uh-huh. I do yeah, like no, the idea no. of a guy like <laughs> going up to someone and saying, I'm a Scientologist. And like, I, mean, right? I was raised Catholic. I don't think I've ever used that sentence as any kind of definitive fuck you to anyone. I'm yeah. Like, I'm a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't quite have the I'm same I'm a Catholic. What's your name? Yeah. Will Anderson? This yeah. is going to the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but I, mean, I guess who does it go to at Scientology? Because, like, you know, at least you've got the, the Pope, right? You know, so if you said something bad about the Catholics, that it would, goes to the Pope would have a PR or department. Or yeah, they something. have a PR department. They have lawyer. They have yeah, but lawyers. isn't there like a... Is, is, who's the head of the Scientology church? It's that guy that isn't Anne Archer's son. Uh, what's his name? I think it is. Yeah, he's like the like the CEO or something like that. He's the guy. <laughs> well, at least they're more honest that they have a CEO. Um, I mean, the Catholic are all like, it's the Pope yeah. and there's magic yeah. smoke. Yeah. And talking to God. And the Scientologists are like, we got a CEO. <laughs> but that, but that's and a CFO. But that's, that's kind of one's sort of big picture, one's financial, but yeah. it all works. That's how they kind of run it, though. Like that's the, that, I think that's why a lot of people who generally don't have an opinion on religion one way or the other are a bit creeped out is that all other religions, Islam, Christianity, have like pretty much transparent, you know, like policy about this is how we run the religion. This is where the money goes. Except the Mormons don't. They have a secret closed off thing too. Right. And mm-hmm. the Scientologists as well. They run it like it's McDonald's or Coca-Cola. Like they have corporate yeah. secrets, which, you know, you don't know where the money goes. We won't even tell you how this system is structured. You don't understand the hierarchy. Whereas, you know, the other major established religions, you sort of have an idea of how the church is put together. But that may also be a thing of, you know, because it's a new religion. Maybe you need 2,000 years. You've got to start giving the public little insights. Although, they, <laughs> I mean, just, re- just recently they only leaked, again, what they think is Ira Glass on uh, his uh, show leaked the Coca-Cola, what's meant to be the, the Coca-Cola recipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, um, and, you know, that every few years that comes out. So, and, like, if Coca-Cola have managed to keep that secret for all that time, then... 
I'm, I'm guessing the Scientologists can keep the shit secret, right? Well, I'm sure there's stuff too that the Vatican, you know, keeps secret, like the was it the Thirteenth Apostle or the you know the pure bloodline of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and yeah, and, and uh, you're Catholic. Yeah, well, I, was I, right I hope Catholic. I don't hope I don't blow your mind right oh, now. Oh, well, let me just say, but I'm a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. I'll leave. I'll Is leave. that Dave or David? It's David. Um, <laughs> they, you know, when they, when uh, back in the day, uh, they after Jesus died, they went around and when the when the church established, they went around and bought up all the old any mention of Mary, anything that was Mary related. They bought up all those documents, found them all, acquired them, and and they disappeared. Really? Yeah. Right. Are we talking Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene? The Mary uh, Magdalene. Oh yeah, the right. wife. The, the well the. Yeah, lover? What was she? I think she's a lover, wasn't she? We she had to have been a lover because know, if she she hugged blah, blah. him at one point, if she had ran up and hugged him in that time and they weren't whatever, she would have been stoned to death. Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah think about that. Mm, we, are, yeah. we we've brought up Mary Magdalene more than once, I know, <laughs> this show, I and we can never quite place her. Uh, and I, I should know, but so she was the the whore, the reform that's, whore. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, she yeah, was okay. essentially. You know, she was like I guess the the old day equivalent of like one of those modern day groupies. Yeah, you know, like with like yeah, you know, Motley Crue or like you know Guns and Roses or whatever. They had that that there was famous. Yeah, groupies. she was the Penny yeah. Lane. Yeah, uh, totally. She had yeah. apparently Mary Magdalene took a cast of his cock. Yeah. <laughs> Am I? Is that it? Am I done? Yeah. Am I done? Am I done? And that's what they're keeping under the Vatican. That's, that's a great secret. If you go down all the way down to basement level four in the Vatican, it's just a room with a light shining down. And it's just a cast surrounded of a by lasers. Just like <laughs> they've actually made, and this is what a lot of people don't know. Uh, but now that it's obviously come out, I can reveal some of what I've, uh, I know about this. Uh, is that uh, they got the cast, which has been passed down through yeah. the ages, and they actually are able to make dildos <laughs> of Jesus's cock oh now God. from this cast, and that's why nuns don't have to marry, because when you become a nun, they send out <laughs> like that's I should just you get a cast of Jesus's cock. I should just yeah. and you can and that's yeah and sometimes sometimes if you if you walk. Through a, a seminary or whatever that wherever the the nuns are, you'll hear Con- one of them convent. With, convent. You'll hear one of like quiet at night. You'll hear a whisper. Oh, I wish they had the balls too. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's that's why they actually have to take the vow of silence early on because being fucked by Jesus's cock is so like. Well, they are the brides of Christ. Yeah. Well, exactly. And yeah, if the so bride, this is all good. Yeah. This is kosher as we can. Yeah. It's, it's can... there in the name. They're called the brides mm-hmm. of Christ. They're married to yeah. Jesus. If you can't pleasure yourself with a modern-day replication of his cock, right. then what good is there being enough? Well, could, I mean, they do do that, don't they? They market like porn stars' cocks. You can yeah. get Yeah, like, they do. You know, so, yeah, and vaginas. So yeah. what, could they? why don't they start marketing kind of like cocks of dead people like could you market well i think could you market you, who owns copyright over jesus's cock like if you released a dildo that was hey come fuck yourself with a jesus cock i don't think anybody owns copyright over jesus's cock <laughs> i think the copyright has lapsed on that <laughs> it would be like one of those things like modern music where like maybe there's a hundred years after they die when yeah. you're allowed to make replicas of their cocks cock. Could you imagine the the firestorm you would create on Earth if you came out and said, "I have a cast <laughs> of Jesus's cock"? The world would go ape shit. Yeah, there would be wars. Yeah, it would be nuts. 
If it turned out to be only a small cock, do you think that would oh, influence people's oh. belief in Christianity or their faith in Jesus Christ? Does your Messiah need to have a sizable yeah. penis? No, my Messiah's got to be hung. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So no peewees. No, I wouldn't know what to do with a Jesus with a tiny penis. Yeah. I mean, Although, do you know what? Like, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, like, it's like short people, like Napoleon was short, and they say that's why he like conquered the world. Yeah, yeah. like maybe that was complex. like you know Jesus this thing. Jesus like had a tiny penis, and so he was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to do miracles. Yeah, no one's going to give a fuck about my tiny cock. <laughs> although I'm like making loaves and fishes. And although shit, right? right, Jesus, he he didn't make up his mind to become like the Messiah. He was ordered by his father that he had to be the son of God. It wasn't like he, he was suffering from he was low self esteem. Yeah, like he he had to he you know when he sort of came of age, he was told that he had to go out and spread the good news. It's a good thing he wasn't rebellious. Hmm. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> and your only son made flesh? <laughs> Tells you to get fucked because he's listening to My Chemical Romance? No, he's like, <laughs> fuck you, you're not my real dad. Do you, do you feel internal discomfort when we talk about... Stuff. I was the the, the 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 nuns masturbating only because my auntie is a nun. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and, and I didn't want to imagine that. But no, no. I mean, my family, considering like there's there's not I got nine kids in my family, so I got eight brothers and sisters, and none of us are practicing Catholics, which yeah. I, I think is reflects the state of yeah. religion in the modern age. But. I don't feel any particular... I mean, I quite like being raised Catholic. It's like being raised part of, like, this secret club where you learn about a magic man and, you know, all these... I found it quite cool. Like, it was my first exposure to showbiz was going to church. Yeah, Like, a guy gets up on stage and everyone seems to listen and... Yeah. You know, but... um, If he does well, he gets promoted up the order. Yeah. (laughs) I went to to Mass on Mushrooms. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're raised Catholic too? No, uh, I went to... uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is where it gets weird. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the things I wanted to do on mushrooms, going to church was not one of them. He's on mushrooms, all the bars are closed. Where are they they serving wine right now? It's 10 o'clock on a Sunday. I I went to public schools uh, and and high school was terrible. I switched to a private school. The only good private school was a Catholic school. So I ended up at a Catholic school. And I had no idea about, like, my grandmother was Catholic and she tried to get me to be Catholic, but it never took. How did she try and get you? She to be would, Catholic? when my mom, my mom and dad didn't want us to be religious, was she but she would like, she would like, come on over for brunch. And then she'd squirrel us off to church oh, and we'd sit oh, there right, and yeah, right. we'd do that kind of thing. Yeah. Cause I've heard of, I've heard of some like friends of mine who are Catholic and their partners aren't. And the parents, like the grandparents, are doing things like leaving rosary beads, yeah. like on the bed, and all this kind of stuff. And it really like creates some tension. Yeah, it's not the great. Parents and, and it gets really weird when, when then when you have kids and the grandparents want those kids to be religious because they feel like they blew it with their kids. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, it's great. It's a really great thing to be in the middle of. You're like eight, and you can't, you can't. Now, don't tell your mother what you did. So you're like lying as oh, a little shit. kid. It's awesome. Well, what do you tell your kids? Though I, I, I know we're going to get to the mushroom story, uh, the yeah. uh, the story in church. But what are you t- uh, going to tell your kid? Like, what are you going to say about the whole idea of religion and the whole idea of there being a god? I think that it's it's a personal thing. Everyone has their own belief in God. There is no one idea of God. God is what you believe it to be. That's it. Gee, that's pretty Guy. good, actually. <laughs> I got to throw in a little American in there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I had a little bit of experience with church, hmm. and, and then when I, and then so I all of a sudden I'm in this religious, you know, experience, and I would like I would like when I went to order like meat on a 
Friday at, at the cafeteria, and they're like, you can't order meat. And do? I was like, Jesus is going to cry. Uh, and I was like, what? What, what do you mean? And they let. I'm like, I'm a Buddhist. And they're like, what? You're like, they, <laughs> their heads would explode. So um, I got in trouble. You know Billy Bud, the book Billy Bud? No. Herman no. Melville. Wow. Anyway, it's a it's an old famous uh, book. Really? Yeah. Did, and, did, obviously, didn't get released in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was like sitting there like because we had nuns as teachers, and I would like sit there and just write in the books because I was a terrible student. I'd be like, Billy Bud sucks someone on. Like I would just make him dirty, yeah. and then I remember at the end of one year, I just took it, my book after we were done with it, I threw it in the trash can. And the nun picked it up, and then it was like a big school thing. So I had to, like meetings with the priests really? and the yeah, because I had written all these filthy and they, words in a book. And they and knew you weren't Catholic, and they were they did. So yeah. str- I don't know if there's any non-Catholic guys. I didn't know you could go to a Catholic school. If yeah, we had Catholic. a Jewish guy there. Yeah, right. Was he just completely lost? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know why he was on my way to synagogue. I ended up there. I don't know what happened. Um, no, uh, no, no, no. My brother went to a Catholic school. Okay, and he's yeah. uh, we're not really. It's it's pretty common here because our public school system is such crap. that yeah. kids will go to those schools, and I think it's the same. Like, because I'm from the country, and so in the yeah. country, you would have one like good private school right. in your town. So, so if it was religious, it, it was religious. It was religious. Okay. Yeah, and that was like the only good private school that was affordable. There yeah. were ones that were like crazy out of reach. So when you if you went to church, if you touched the holy water, would it burn? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I walked in, you could see a, the like a sh- shadowy, smoky devil behind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they the walls would crack. <laughs> well, so at first I avoided mass on any day that we had a mass. I would be sick. Yeah, uh, and my mom was like, "That's fine." Uh, and then they were like, "You have to go to ma- you have to go to mass. You can't keep." They figured it out. So me and all my friends were going to mass, and someone was like, "Hey." Ma- I think that person was me, actually. Hey, man, I've got a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> there might have been a period where I dealt mushrooms in high school. Yeah. So I had a bunch of mushrooms, and I was like, you guys want to? And so we took mushrooms and went to went to mass. And, and uh, how was that? Uh, well, I mean, we all got we all got in trouble because we were laughing. like Because we, oh, wow. we couldn't stop like giggling and like laughing because it was crazy. There, uh, to be honest, there's part of me that I think, you know, because I know what I'm, I'm like when I've taken mushrooms and suddenly everything is a great idea. Yeah. Um, there would be part of me that would be worried if I took mushrooms and went to church. Believe it. You'd be I converted. would come out. Oh, <laughs> no, you're right. This actually does make a lot of sense. Well, isn't it? Two people I together mean, in a garden and then they made all of humanity. Yeah, that makes sense yeah, to me now. That, isn't they that put the every way, animal on a boat. That's, that's the way mystics that. work, isn't it? Isn't, aren't they like, it, uh, yeah, that's like totally. Native Americans? Native Americans take peyote. Uh, it's peyote the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> like, exactly. Although, but it, yeah, okay. But that is, so you didn't get that insight that you weren't there going like. No, I was like. Uh, there was nothing religious about the experience. Oh God, you. no. You know, I was, I was, I, for a, I think I was 16 and for that age, I was like mentally like 12. I was like probably just drawing cocks on stuff and like, I was just ridiculous. So yeah, uh, yeah there was nothing like spiritual at all that came out of that. It was just. Ridiculous. It is good to know for all the differences that, uh, you know, Americans, Australians, and, you know, people from around the world have. The one universal constant is that teenage boys like to draw, draw cocks on things. My high school, if you left, like, your any of your books unattended for any oh. amount of time, you get them back, there would be cocks on every Every picture. Page. Every picture with a face, <laughs> a cock going into it. Yeah. You shouldn't have left it out. <laughs> it's your fault. It's your own man. fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then your mother would like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> 
did you do this? Why would I do that? So with your, co- well, what was your standard cock? Were you like, did you draw it like a, like some people draw cocks like a fighter plane. So you've got the balls down the bottom, straight shaft, and then like the separate section for the head. Or was it one sort of one pen stripe? It was one, it was one stripe. Yeah, but the right. balls would be a separate etching. But the, oh, right. The, the balls are the, separate. The penis was, and then a little slit for the. And would you draw a side-on view or a kind of. Side-on view. Yeah. Yeah. Pubes? I love this. Uh, no pubes. No pubes. pubes. Now, that no, was always a luxury. If you had time, you would. I might draw some, uh, some uh, on the on the balls, but it would be like just like right, almost like stubble. Yeah. 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 Oh, what about veins? Oh, you do veins, yeah. yeah. I, I imagine, I imagine when uh, Banksy was at high school, he was drawing cocks, but they'd be some sort of pop culture reference yeah, yeah. or some sort of edgy, be a cock yeah, Snoopy with a like, cock, yeah, and it'd be like an army guy throwing a cock. Or... I, I, I remember when I was high school, I wanted to differentiate myself from the other cock drawers, and so I started drawing cocks with foreskins, oh, so people oh. would know that I had drawn the cock. Yeah, right. Also oh. because I had a foreskin and I wanted people to know that you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. No, there is. Because there was always that thing, wasn't there? No, it's very shameful. Oh, it is. Is it really? Shameful, yeah. yeah, it's Why? very shameful. It's you gross. should you should cut it off. You should tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to make an interesting podcast. <laughs> Live on the podcast, I'm going to remove my own foreskin. Just an episode of Tofop and it's like, "Hello and welcome to Tofop." And then it's like 45 minutes of you going, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> I I remember the first time I saw an uncircumcised cock. I was like like in gym. I was like, "What the fuck is I got high school?" My my friend was like, "What? My dad's German." Like that was his answer. answer. I was like, "What does that mean? What's going on in Germany?" Uh, Was he was he hiding Nazi gold? (laughs) I had this weird. There was a Jew in there hiding from the Nazis. I had this uh, strange thing happen. Schindler's cock. Where my two, I got two, I got two older brothers, and they're both well. From what my mother tells me, they're both circumcised. Right. But Mum said that she always felt bad about it because she thought it's very distressing for the child. So when it yeah. came to me, she didn't want to do it. Now I was telling some girlfriends of mine uh, this story about how I wasn't circumcised, mm-hmm. and two of the girls in the group I'd had sexual Six. relations yeah. with, mm-hmm. and they were kind of looking at each other, and they were like, "You are definitely circumcised." And I, I was like, "I've heard this story before." Oh, have you? Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm not. And I asked my mother again. She's like, no, you were definitely not circumcised. But these girls swore, out of all the cocks they've seen, mm. mine definitely falls into the circ. Mm. The only way I can rationalize it is the head of my penis is so fat <laughs> that the turtleneck doesn't roll over it. Because there is a skivvy there. It is like a, it is like a turtleneck, but it doesn't go over the head. So it looks uncircumcised, but it does have a foreskin. Yeah, have you right. ever thought... That it may be because of the... Have you heard of circumcision elves? <laughs> no. They come at night. No, they don't. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't. So, so Jesus is... So, wait a minute. <laughs> and I like where you're going. But your... Is your cock like your fingers? Uh... <laughs> you know what? I would say not dissimilar, but if you judge my hand as a whole... And not just isolate the fingers, then yes. Like I think definitely there's a girth, there's a girth thing Uh going on. Like a like a like a can, but not quite stumpy. Not stumpy. So like a so like a Red Bull can. Yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable with that Red Bull can. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm glad we know that. Right, like a a Red Bull can wearing some sort of mobile phone sleeve that's been scrunched down. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a beat. It's like a beat. A bald beat poet. Right. He's got his like head on his shoulder. 
Uh, so would Jesus have been circumcised? Because it was all he, was he he was he was king oh, of yeah, Jews, right? What do you been? Were they doing it back then? Yeah, Jesus yeah. was Jewish, so yeah, yeah so he'd be. Well, how many babies? Looked at me as if oh, I, oh yes, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> they definitely circumcised back then. So that's what I don't get. <coughs> I don't get that if like you, you like Jesus is the man, right? Yeah, and I like you know I get that Jesus is the man. Yeah, you hear the Jesus stories; they sound like cool stories. Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. So if he was circumcised, wouldn't everybody else? Like who followed his religion, like as in like wanted to be like yeah, Jesus. Wouldn't but, you get circumcised? No, but Catholics did get circumcised. It was they, they, my, it was. So, but is it a rule for Catholics to get circumcised, like it is with Jewish people? Are you, I think are you it was. To? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But it seems sensible, right? That if Jesus was like you know, well, it's not like everyone has to have beards and long hair. No, but that seems quite important to the religion, the whole whether you lock some off your cock or yeah. not. No, or is it just that the Jewish There's something specific have done that? about the Judaism circumcision, which I don't know. Yeah, I there think there's is. something specific about why they do it. Right. Because it's going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Jewish people com- become comedians, yeah, so it's right, like we need some material. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I, I think there's a specific religious reason why Jewish people do it, and I think it was just a cultural thing that pervaded that most people were getting circumcised. And then in the 70s, it was like, hey, man. Does it, venereal disease is not... Hey, hey, get man. dick diseases. Come on. I've been so uptight. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get an infection. Yeah, we everyone here just did it. It was just the... I think it was medically considered the thing to do. Yeah. So, I don't know... There is... Yeah, there's been many debates over circumcision about whether or not, like, you know, it's necessary. And they always... The, the conclusion always seems to be, look, you can have a foreskin, just make sure you wash that shit. Yeah, how about you clean your cock? I know, like you people need to be animal. told. Yeah, I know. Roll the skin back and clean it, you disgusting animal. Oh, that's where I keep my blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I've had blueberries in there for a month. I totally forgot. Yeah, it's a great place to stash your weed if you're going into a festival. <laughs> you know what? It probably would be a good place to stick your weed because when oh. they frisk you... They could go into your. They jobs. don't look under your foreskin. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't look under your foreskin. But would you t- would you smoke a joint if a guy had been keeping his weed in his? Cock? No, no, no. I wouldn't smoke a a, a weed cock. cock a weed cock. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends if there was other weed around. I'm not saying I would have the weed cock over, like you know, if someone else had weed. Yeah. But if this was. <laughs> If you go searching a festival for one person who's been keeping their weed in their foreskin. Yeah, I, I, it's the only way I like it. I've got some Pineapple Express. Yeah, I've got some. <laughs> has right. anyone got any weed that's weed. been in someone's foreskin? Okay, so just say yeah. you, you did, you know, you, were, you couldn't find a joint at a music festival and the only one you could find, a guy had been keeping in his foreskin and you smoked it and for some reason it was the best joint you'd ever had. Would you then uh-huh. be tempted to keep your own weed in your cock? Yeah. You know what? That is actually my fear of... <laughs> Trying anything that is perverted. <laughs> My fear of trying anything that, that is like perverted it? is that I will like it and then have to do it all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's like if I was up on the, like, my fear of, like, crashing in the mountains and having to eat another human being is not that we're in the mountains and I have to eat another human being. It's that I would enjoy, enjoy the, the taste, taste of, of another Larry. human being so much yeah. that when I got back to, like, modern day society, I would constantly be eating food and just looking at it going, People I going, wish oh. this was a person. <laughs> do you yeah, know? And, no. and I, if I, I would be a bit like that with, you know, cockweed. Cockweed. It, yeah. Yeah. I think we found the name of our episode. Cockweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cockweed. But uh, no, I would. I, so, I, I, so does that apply to sexual things too? Like are you scared to... Uh... 
Well, yeah, I am like certainly in that zone like of like orgies and shit like that. You don't want to be or you you're scared of finding out your orgy, man. Yeah. yeah, like I've never even done that. <laughs> I am scared of that because I don't want to be orgy, man. Because yeah. you know what I'm like. I don't like to get out. What if you met a woman? Yeah, uh, here you know in the neighborhood, and she was like, "Let's go back to your place. I want you to bend me over the couch and fuck me." <laughs> While and I'm you bring her in, <laughs> and Charlie is quietly Charlie's on the couch up. just reading a magazine. <laughs> And you bend her over and you fuck her, and then it's like the best sex you've ever had. Uh-huh. And then she turns around and drops a skirt. And she's got a cock. She's a tranny. What? And I didn't find that out before I fucked her in front of Charlie. She might have been. You didn't know. You just pulled up her skirt and let her have it. You're, it's anal. She wanted it in the ass. Can yeah. I just say in this scenario? I'm so happy I witnessed this. <laughs> <laughs> I have got material for years. So well, I, 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 I've come in and I'm so distracted by the fact that she wants to do it in front of Charlie yeah. that I forget to check if she has a cock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Charlie's just there going, hello, hi. hello, hi. And Charlie the whole time's no, like, you don't Charlie, know she has Charlie a... knows because he's noticed the Adam's apple and he's trying to give me subtle clues. Like, dude, do you want an apple? <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> how are you friend? going? <laughs> the reason I bring this up is there was a comic in New York who used to go to prostitutes all the time. Mm-hmm. And he'd just pick him up on the street on the way home from the club and get a blowjob. And one was blowing him one night and he reached down. And felt his cock. Felt his cock. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that can happen, I, I mean, I had, I had a friend who, uh, when we were like 19, we were at some pub. And um, he was chatting to this tranny all night that we just all assumed he knew was a transvestite. And he didn't. And then later <laughs> in the night, we see him out like, and they're on the bonnet of a car, well, like, like groping and sure making Are you sure that's not out. a movie that you saw? Like, no, that sounds like a movie. But the weird thing was this guy, I mean, he's one of those Teflon guys who like, we sort of said, hey man, you know, you're kissing a dude. And he was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. And just stopped. And we tried to give him shit about it. But he was just like, no. <laughs> and because it didn't bug him, it was so frustrating because yeah. he had such a good, you know, bit of dirt to give him shit about. But he, he just didn't refused care. to be annoyed by it. He's like, it. yeah, whatever. I thought yeah. it was, I thought I, it was I, like, a girl. I know a guy that, that happened, that exact same thing happened in like, I guess, in Thailand or Bangkok, like some, somewhere that, you yeah. know, that sort of thing happens. And they went down to the beach and about halfway through he realised and just was like, oh, well, <laughs> we've already started. Like, I mean, you know, the thing yeah. I'm going to get mocked for yeah. has already happened. Yeah, it's already happened. So let's just but the lady, lady boys in Thailand, I don't know if you've been to Thailand, but they are particularly like convincing females. Like, really? You, yeah. Your mate probably wouldn't have been the first person to be fooled. Well, the, 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 the interesting thing like about... Like, of all the races would, in the world, the, the Thai are probably best suited to cross-gender because the men and the women are equally as pretty as each other. Yeah. I would I would think that would be dangerous, though. For what? Well, if you if there's a homophobic guy and then he and then you pretend like you're a, a woman and then you start having sex, yeah. like, the guy might flip out and kill him or something. Well, I, I guess if you go to those sort of places where it's famous for that... Well, there's this you one take guy, your rest, right? the first time I was backpacking around there, they we're hanging out at this go-go bar, and I was saying that most Thai lady boys are pretty convincing. This one manager of this bar, this lady boy, was the most unconvincing. About six foot five, huge Adam's apple, yeah. really, really ugly. And when she found out we were from Australia, she was like, oh, you've got to meet my boyfriend, you know, he's from Australia too. And we're like, <laughs> okay, cool. So we went back the next night, and we met her boyfriend, who is yeah. this sweet guy from um, uh, Aubrey in Western Australia, from the country, right? Yeah. And really, really shy. And I had the feeling it's his first time, not just like, you know, in another country, but just fucking talking to people who yeah. live on the farm with. Yeah. And he was talking about his girlfriend, and isn't she so great, and she's so beautiful and wonderful. And as he's talking to me, I'm like, he doesn't fucking know no, no, that no. this 
is a guy and he was saying, yeah, we're going to get engaged. I'm going to take her back to Aubrey. She's going to meet my dad. No. And I'm like, oh God, like, do I, what do I say to him? Do I, do I tell him that it's a dude or like, do I shatter? I didn't say anything in the end, but I, I so hope that he didn't fucking take his blushing bride back to Western Australia to meet his dad because You've I just can't got imagine. to at least at the bar give it a little bit of <laughs> she's got a cock <laughs> but you th- I mean well, you would have thought you would have thought he, he would have known like because like everyone rides uh, scooters around the mm. islands in Thailand and generally the guy sits in the front the girl sits mm. in the back two days later we were going around we got to hear this honk honk. We turn around and she's on the front of the bike and he's sitting on the back and he's no. waving as they go by. It's like, come on, oh come on, man! Like, he had to have known. So you're saying that he never felt down there in there? Well, they hadn't had in, sex because they were waiting. Yeah, but if you if you don't have sex, don't you do other stuff? Like, yeah. I don't know. He was a very shy, like you know, like, wide eyed. Are kid. you keeping your car keys down there? <laughs> have you got weed down the front? Of- yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he knew and he just was not, like, he didn't feel he had to acknowledge it. But, like, I, yeah, we, we were seriously wondering what was going to happen when he introduces, like, his bride and she's three feet taller than his father. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's I, just... I want to know what stuff you're scared to do. Uh, okay, well, um, I certainly would always check. <laughs> After my scenario, yeah, yeah okay. C- certainly that I, I would do that. Um, I anything that involves bodily fluids. Oh, like water sports. Yeah, I've never been like you never know, been like, peed on. Bacardi? No, no, and I've had friends like or, you know, like people who you know have kind of gone, "Hey, would this be a thing that you would like to try?" And and my thing is, Hang always, on, what friends like. Well, like, when I say girls. friends, I mean yeah, girls. girls. Like, not girls. not like Larry. Yeah. Hey, can, hey, can I shit on your chest? <laughs> you sick of this all star game? Because I need to do a shit. I could go into the other room, but, but your chest looks just as good. <laughs> no, yeah, any of that sort of stuff where somebody's sort of going, "Hey, would you like to try this?" Uh, not because I'm not open-minded, because I'm kind of like I would like to think that I am kind of an open-minded guy, but because my fear is. You'll dig it. What if I dig it? Yeah. And then suddenly I'm that guy. Yeah. Suddenly I'm the guy that's like, hey, Will used to be a cool guy to hang around with, but now he always vaguely smells like pee. <laughs> like, why is that? Why does Will have old bits of carrots stuck to his chest? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I do know what you mean. Hey, uh, we're going to wind it up. We're going to wind it up now. Uh, are you able to stick around to do another one or do you yeah, have to sure. go somewhere? No, let's just do it. Yeah, another. let's definitely do another one. Okay. Um, yeah. Our guest has been uh, Dave Anthony. He's going to uh, stick around, uh, which is awesome. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave Anthony. And of course, uh, you can listen to his hilarious uh, podcast, which is called Walking the Room. Uh, and we have a website, um, tofop.com, which uh, has links to all the stuff that's tofop related. Um, do you guys have a website? It's being built. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been being it's been being built for two months, <laughs> but it's a, the guy who's doing it is like a big website guy. He's like doing Green yeah. Day's website, and I, so he's making. So he's building a really cool one, but it's on the side. It's yeah. for free. So. Ronnie bloody da, the king yeah. of websites. <laughs> <laughs> You're handling this very well. <laughs> All right, so Dave's going to stick around, yeah. um, and so uh, the next podcast you hear will be recorded moments after this one. Yeah. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. 